0: Hey there, AMC Turn fans. Welcome to another episode of the After Buzz After Show for AMC's Turn here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about season four, episodes three and four, Nightmare and Private Woodhull. Guys, we've got a lot of ground to cover tonight to make up for lost time, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin! Man, it feels good to be back. It does. I'm, it does. Anytime we we go away for a little bit, I miss this show. I miss this show a lot. Uh, and so it was actually kind of nice... Watching two in a row, uh, but I'm gonna be like back to back, especially because the first one was all like set up and the yeah. second one was payoff. But I'm gonna be real upfront with you guys before we even do introductions. We are jet lagged a little bit. We spent bit. a
1: week in Texas and then got back last night and then had our nice double feature.
0: Yes. Uh so yeah, well we'll we'll give a little bit more context to that. But uh yeah, hi. I'm Megan Salinas. Well, we... <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, we got to do some shameless plugs for what we were in Texas for. That's true. <laughs> Stay
1: tuned to the end of the episode. <laughs> or like
0: 2 minutes from now. <laughs> anyway, hey,
1: end I, of the episode.
0: <laughs> I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And to my left is the lovely Katie Cullen.
1: Hi, all my buddies. You can follow me all over the social media's at Kij,
0: that is K I A-X-E-T. And guys, for those of you watching live, Katie's got you covered in the live chat, but we are also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVTurn uh, as we discuss episodes 3 and 4 of this season. Uh, Yeah, uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July holiday uh, while we were out. Sadly, the studio was closed that day, so no shows went up. We
1: were out of town anyway, so we wouldn't have been here for this. But even
0: if we had been around, we wouldn't have been able to record because we were down in Texas uh, doing coverage for RTX down in Austin. Um, All of those interviews have gone up for anybody who happens to be uh, Rooster Teeth fans. Go to AfterBuzz's YouTube page and check out that stuff because we talk to a lot of fun and awesome people. There's a playlist on this channel. You should check it out. But uh, we're going to go, like like we said, we're super jet-lagged, so we're going to go ahead and apologize um, because we watch these episodes back-to-back. And I apologize for nothing. Uh I apologize for anything. Our
1: audience gets what they pay for. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. That's I hope you realize that. We really do adore you all. Thank you so much for watching.
0: Yes, and that's why we are apologizing for anything we miss this or, we? or skip. Over, because we love you guys and we know you deserve the best. We're just very sorry that we're very very tired. Um, like I said, I
1: apologize for nothing. I apologize. Pleasantries out of the way. Pleasantries out this. of the way.
0: How do we feel? I feel? Like I said, I love that we actually did see these episodes back to back because I feel like Nightmare was a lot of like setup. Yes, and Private Woodhull was definitely like the payoff for that setup. And I we, mean, we had yeah.
1: two episodes in which a whole lot of stuff and a whole whole lot of very big things happen and we had nightmare kind of sandwiched in the middle like we needed to put one piece into place and that was the mutiny at the camp but aside from that it was a lot of coming down from what had come before and gearing up for what's coming next it was i hesitate to say it was a dip in the action because it wasn't it's that it was a moment to take a breath and recalibrate.
0: Yeah, I mean, you need a moment like that. You need oh, an episode yeah. like this to really feel the full weight of what's happened. Because, People are dead. Yeah, with uh, with Richard dead, like there are consequences to that, and we we see we meet those head on in this episode. Abe feels a tremendous amount of guilt. Um, it completely alters his perception as to wh- as to his role in the culpa ring and it's funny cuz everybody for the most part they're like he's probably going to quit but and and even he's like that for a little bit but then he doubles down when he finds out that Simcoe's responsible and he's like i have left his you know murdering him up to other people i threw away my chance back in season 1 um he and threw away a shot and, and this, this is a man who started a revolt in our hometown to get revenge. He, he Every time Abe left the responsibility of taking out Simcoe to somebody else, bad things happened. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy
1: cold. The rage of the earth.
0: Terrible, terrible things happen. With the
1: exception of his own wife taking a shot oh like my that, God. hashtag Ranger Danger. Like, uh, dang. I should have
0: worn the shirt today, but sadly, uh, sadly, it's in my dirty clothes. <laughs> it's, it's laundry. I, we spent
1: a week in Austin. There's some catching up to do. But I may yeah. have
0: worn it after watching the one uh, after watching an episode. I was like, woo! Put it right back on. She.
1: She has had the most. I want to say that she has had the most successful attempt on Simcoe's life. She to has. Date.
0: She straight up has. Um, Bless her. Yeah, she's she's the only one that's come even remotely close to murdering him. And Caleb is sweet enough to bring that up uh, because she's. I I there there are a lot of moments uh, with Abe's storyline that I I want to touch on tonight, but I do want to talk about that moment he came home because poor mary she has to read about it in the newspaper in this incredibly
1: trumped up ridiculous like story yes that's the word
0: like uh riverton i i think that's his name wanted to make it as salacious as possible because that's it what sells, sells pa-
1: papers is monarch spelled with an a well 630
0: <laughs> copies <laughs> later Set yes it on. is <laughs> just like oh it's kind of like that one um forget i i want to say it was a snickers commercial where the guy spilled uh, yeah gee, no sh- regrets sh- <laughs> great googly moogly um either neither here nor there but yeah she had to read about that in the paper and then seeing abe come home alone um was probably both a huge relief and also super devastating as well um yeah he made it home but he's the only one he did. He did. He found a way to get back to her, and I like seeing their relationship develop. And as sad as it is to lose Richard, ultimately it is something that brings them closer together. Oh yeah. Um, sad. We went
1: from yeah. the two of them not being terribly fond of one another at season at series start to this point where she's fully in the culpa ring, and she is a lot more. Proactive is not the competent.
0: Competent is the word
1: <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> was like, well, she is more proactive, but she's also more competent. Like, this ring would have fallen apart eons ago without its women. Yes. I, I just, and I love that we also get to see this with Anna. We had the, well, put some money in there too, because otherwise they'll realize that Caleb is really, you know, expensive. Like, we need to balance this out. And then we'll say that Mary is, a, that she's visiting relatives. Yes, that. <laughs> like, Ben, bless you, you don't know how this works. <laughs> you, you've you cut the overarching bits of spying down, but the fine
0: details are just Not you strong boy. Here's the thing. I don't want to harp on Ben too badly um, because he's kind of got a lot on his plate. He is actually kind of a master at juggling around the different personalities that are at camp. Having to deal with a revolt as it comes. Having to deal with Abe throwing temper tantrums all the time about, I'm in the ring, I'm out of the ring, I'm in the ring again. Um, And where is our Culper Jr.?
1: He went quiet.
0: Dealing with Anna when she doesn't feel like she's a part of the group because of the way they're being dismissive of her dealing with Caleb and his roguish roguish charm um and then also Mary now dealing with Mary and also dealing with Washington like he at the end of the day Washington is a superior that needs to be that that Ben you know it's his boss he needs to give his boss like his full recommendation of what he thinks is best for the Culper Ring, but at the same time he does have to accommodate orders. So Ben ha- is juggling a lot of different things right now and dealing with a lot of different personalities. And so I don't, like I said, I don't want to harp on him, but that's why he needs people like Anna and people like Mary. Yeah, because otherwise you lose sight of what you're, what it is you're working for. Yeah, you miss those details that should be obvious to everybody.
1: And women make incredibly competent spies because we're overlooked yep. so, so much.
0: Yup. Um,
1: yeah. And so, like, if a, if a woman says, oh, why don't you come over for dinner? Oh, why don't you do this? Oh, why don't you do that? Oh, well, I had no idea. Oh, well, this. People, especially in this time period, people are so much more likely to take it at face value. Because, mm. oh, it's, it's the woman of the house. She's not a spy. She didn't totally shoot that guy's ear off
0: know what you're talking about she totally didn't stall for time while uh, everyone's hay was burning which i I mean kudos kudos to the acting in this episode because abe
1: the hay coming back oh my gosh that
0: little smirk was kind of magical and also abe i don't i don't know if he really was good at studying law and he certainly wasn't great at being a farmer and he's just an okay spy. But at some point in his life he must have taken a master class in linguistic dual meaning. Because holy cow the amount of shade he was throwing everyone in I the f- latter part of what we're covering I feel was like amazing.
1: From what we've seen, Abe probably would have been a good lawyer.
0: Yeah, he would have been great at it.
1: It's I, I think he could have straight up taken over for his father, and he might at the end of the series, provided that everyone lives through all of this. <laughs> but I'm not discounting anything at this no. point. Well, it's like, well, we know Washington lives. You know, Hamilton lives. We've, we've got a list of names in history that we know are going to make it out the other unless, side.
0: Unless they want to do the... Uh, Go full-on wa- AU. The, the, Tar- the Tarantino method of, like, you know what? There's history... And then there's the movie we feel like making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, there are certain things they're limited by, but I, again, I like that the show constantly falls back on, you know, this isn't a history class. We're here to tell a good, compelling story, and that's what they're doing.
1: But yeah, Abe is so good with words, and such a bad spy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, oh, honey,
1: no. Oh, I Just I, him and Cicero. Me. Oh. They're both terrible. Cicero is w- a small child, so I'll, he's Okay, I you. Oh, gotcha. He's a
0: teenager now, Katie. Oh, no, Whatever. he's a tiny child. I'm a man now, Mom. I can do what I want. I'm going to demonstrate that by running to my room. Because <laughs> that, that's what a man does.
1: Well, and the other thing is he's he's been part of this spy ring, but not really. Yeah, he's been no. very... Incidental. Passing packages back and forth Well, I want to send this to my son Well, I want, like, he's been he's, part of it, but he's been more of an object than a subject. Yeah, he's... And he's inserting himself with little understanding and little experience. Yeah,
0: he's been a liver, literal moving piece mm-hmm. in uh, in this machination. He's that's a pawn. Yeah, he's he's a pawn, um, and, but because he's getting older, and definitely at this point in time, too, you know, you came of age a lot earlier than people do now. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's he's a teenager, and he's like, yeah, I'm an adult. I know what's up. I know what I'm doing. Um, and it's like, mm. And you Honey. can tell, too that uh, you can absolutely tell that this terrifies Abigail. All she wants to do is to get to Canada with her son and keep him safe so yeah. that he doesn't have to start marching. Um, and that's, like, the exact opposite of what happens when she comes back to Benedict Arnold's house. And it's just like, that that's the opposite of what I wanted. And the worst part is that Arnold did it on purpose, like he absolutely did it on purpose, and oh, that's yeah. a really awful, petty thing to do. And he's going to pay for it. It's it's
1: Arnold and uh, Peggy going at each other, and it's just like oh, he did it to spite her. Oh yeah, uh,
0: or sp- just, more specifically, I think to spite the memory of Andre, because you can tell he after the the end of the um, of episode. Was that two?
1: A couple episodes ago. Anyway,
0: um, but, yeah, after that, yeah, actually, we're covering four and five, actually. Yeah, we are. Oops, not three and four. My bad, guys. See, we're (laughs) jet-lagged. Exhibit A. Um, But, yeah, at the end of the third episode, um, and finding out that his wife was pregnant, you can definitely tell every single time that he talks to her now, there's just this guilt of, like, oh, she's carrying my child, and we said terrible things to each other. But yet they and continue
1: to say terrible things to each other. Like, wow. There's
0: no... And the thing is, you can tell, like, sometimes he tries. He mm-hmm. sometimes tries to make it right, and she's just not having any of it. And who can blame her? He called her a whore. And, like, uh and just rubbed it in her face that the actual love of her life is a dead man now.
1: Uh, yep. Ugh. but he's also been used hither and yon because it is so easy to drag him around by his ego. Like this is a terrible situation for
0: everyone
1: involved.
0: Yeah. And even though even though he said horrible things to her, she's very much, you know, also to blame because Andre encouraged her to drag him into this situation and so that's exactly what she did. She pulled him in. She was really good at flattering him. She said yes to marrying him. All for Andre but it all came crashing down when he died. So and where is that she's leave her? sitting
1: on this information that the small child that he has taken in to essentially be his I don't know, right-hand man's not the right word. Um valet? Yeah. The bodyguard? Valet, I think. We'll go with valet. I think valet is the correct word in the older more classical sense, not the parks your car sense. Yeah. But yeah, that this small child—he continues to be a small child to me, regardless of what he thinks he is. He's a teenager. He's a he's a small child.
0: He might be taller than us, but he's a kid. It's fine. (laughs) That
1: Cicero is super ready to betray him to Culper, essentially to this person that is supposed to be in her husband's unit, and now she's sitting on this information, going,
0: "What do I do?" And that's an excellent question as to where we think she's going to go with this. Because on the one hand, obviously with Arnold, there's no love lost. Mm-mm. But the flip side of this is the realization that two people that she's cared about very deeply, Abigail and Cicero, because if Cicero's making these it's not a huge leap in logic to assume that Abigail's not a spy or that Abigail's a spy too it's not a huge leap and so it's one of those things where it's like has is she, she been
1: a spy the whole
0: time exactly. and it's been spy,
1: counter spy in the house
0: and From then the was she
1: working against Andre the whole time, is she the reason that he
0: yeah and Abigail played a huge role in that oh, obviously yeah. it broke her heart because like she cried when he died um, and he was nothing but kind to her. And just the fact that he said, when oh, she starts crying, this isn't your fault. And she's like, oh! Well, <laughs>
1: actually.
0: Kind of is. Um, so yeah, and and of course the question of whether or not if that's still where Abigail stands. And so yeah, the second she finds out, does she throw Abigail and Cicero out? Does she look to help them because she spites her husband? I've feel like there can't really be any forgiveness there if she finds out that Abigail played a huge role in Andre's death.
1: Oh, there's no right answer to any I of don't this.
0: know!
1: Like, there isn't. And that's what makes this so interesting is that we as viewers can't sit here and be like, oh, she'll totally do this because of X, Y, Z, and Theta. There's so much going on right now that we're yeah. just like, yeah, I don't know.
0: And, Things are going to
1: happen, and I don't know.
0: And, and, you know, of course, outside of all the spying... Abigail does care about Peggy a lot surprisingly so I feel like in the same way she cares about Anna you know it's like this is a person who's kind to me I want to take care of them I don't I want to see them happy I don't want to see them in this really terrible situation
1: I'm expecting, if things go bad, I'm expecting Akinbode to be the one to pull them out and take them to Canada.
0: Yeah, and we...
1: Like I'm just like, I hope so.
0: <laughs> just gonna put a just pin put in a that. Put a pin in that one. Hope that comes He's back. He's got
1: 500 shillings somewhere.
0: <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm really hoping that if it does go south in the Arnold Peggy household that Akinbode shows up. It's already south
1: in the Arnold Peggy household.
0: <laughs> that Akinbode shows up and swoops in and saves the day and it should be fine it'll Yay. totally be fine
1: <laughs> nothing is fine
0: no this nothing is fine, is fine. <laughs> you're just sitting in a burning a burning mansion going everything's fine this is fine I'm completely okay with the events that are occurring yeah <laughs> um but yeah i i do want to get back to camp a little bit because we talked about um abe dealing with the consequences as of his father, I want to get back to camp to talk about Caleb and Anna and Sela for a bit, and and I'll throw a little bit more of Mary in there too. It has been
1: a dog's age since we've seen Sela.
0: Holy, it has cow. been
1: so long? The, the
0: last time we saw him, he had a giant mountain man beard. Um, and there is this sneeze bye! Well, and when we weren't sure whether or not Turn was you know going to get a season four, I was like. Feel like Seela's coming back, partially because again we didn't know if we were going to get that many seasons, and also because Anna had like a romance plot line with almost every single guy in, in this in this cast. Um, because obviously there was Sela there was Abe, there was Simcoe, and then there was Hewlett, which. We'll get to. (laughs)
1: See, I kind of want to get to it now, because the story from last night is just too dang good. It's so good. Sitting here watching this, they're wrapping up one of the last scenes with Selah, and I said something along the lines of, you may not be head over heels in love with him, but you got a good husband there, Anna. And you made a comment about, yeah, but I still feel sorry for Major Hewlett. And we cut back to Simcoe talking about (laughs) playing the pronoun game this entire episode to make you think he's talking about Abe. And then he said something along the lines of, there used to be an ocean between us, but he made his way back here. And I had this moment of, Wait oh, no, I know who this is, and you're sitting there going, oh, okay, and I'm just I, sitting I, here like, see, popcorn gift. this is going to be great. I
0: missed that line. <laughs> and that's, I that's did why not. That's why I was completely oblivious when when Abe ca- called into that office at the end. There. See, you brought it up, and then less
1: than 10 seconds later, that line dropped, and I went, oh, oh and, was, and you did, and i'm just sitting there watching you and waiting and it was really, so so sure that it was gonna be and it was and, and your reaction well, it was
0: beautiful e- even better because the entire episode um obviously there when you know one of the queen's rangers sort of catches a glance at what we think is abe and you know he gets this kind of quizzical look on his face like oh did it do I know that guy?
1: Did I try and to murder you a couple days ago? Didn't
0: I try to kill you one time? And um, and you know, both he and another Queens Ranger, uh, they they they're definitely like. Like, hey, we're trying to get to him, but like the area is too heavily fortified. There's no way we can do it. His position's and
1: the entire, always monitored.
0: The the every time they they talk about it, like oh, an old friend from Satake. and every time they talk about it, they make you think that he's talking about Abe. And it's that the Abe's pronoun game.
1: It's just it's, he and him. There's well, no problem And it was nouns. funny
0: because I kind of called it because literally as they're talking, and I think this is why I missed the line. Is because as they're talking about it, I go, you know, I wonder if they're if they're intentionally using uh, if they're intentionally being vague to purposely misdirect us so that we think so that we think they're talking about Abe when really they're talking about somebody else. And literally that's what happened, but I was like I said, for whatever reason I missed the line of there was an ocean between us, and so I'm just like do-do-do-do. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like and boom, there's Hewlett. Oh my God. You
1: made some noises. I'm <laughs> so, so
0: happy. I'm so happy that you back I can't the show. It, figure that out. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I know. I've got one eye on the screen and one eye on you just waiting for it, knowing this is uh, going to be good.
0: It was excellent. Because I wouldn't
1: have thought of him if you hadn't mentioned him 30 seconds prior when we were talking about Sila. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. Oh, which
0: bringing Hewlett back into this situation is very interesting for multiple reasons, and yeah, they got Burn
1: Gorman back.
0: Probably first and foremost is, of course, bringing Burn Goldman- Gorman back because he's wonderful and he was always a wonderful addition to this cast. Yes. And his character was so sweet, and I wanted him, you just wanted to root for him. You wanted to root for him, and you just wanted him to, and Anna to run away to England together and be happy, and it would would have been fine. <laughs> Probably. She's
1: still married.
0: She's still married, and she didn't love him in that way. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: but she lo- she cared about him enough because he was a good man and not a murderer, uh, not a tyrant. But he
1: knows about the Culper Ring, doesn't he? He
0: knows about the Culper Ring. He knows, he knew! He knew when he left that Abe was was a spy, and he told Andre, he told Andre Culper's identity, and then left, and then Andre got super murdered before he could act on that information.
1: (sighs) Ah... I feel like a letter at some point was intercepted. Like, hell if I can remember details from two seasons ago, but I feel like a letter at that...
0: Possibly, but, I mean, there was this huge... um, I mean, he made a big deal to Andre in the last time that we saw him that he's like, you never respected me. You never invited me to this. You never invited me to this. You never really took any of my letters seriously. I'm going to drop this bomb on you and then I'm going home. And that's exactly what he did. And just in time for Andre to die. So bringing him back into this scenario where he's face-to-face with Abe, what side does he fall on at this point? Because I feel like if he was just going to turn Abe in, I feel like he just would have done that without calling him into his office to chide him like a principal.
1: Well, and Abe has outlived Andre.
0: Yes, Which has. is, I don't
1: think, something he saw coming.
0: I don't think so, either. Of just like, hey, this has been a very interesting game. You know what? I'll bet they band up to try to get rid of Simcoe. Possibly. That, I mean, that is a common enemy. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It is
1: absolutely um, a common enemy, and also
0: a sociopath. But it's also possible that going home sort of altered his perspective a little bit, because a lot of, I mean... How many of the people who are currently soldiers have actually met the king and know just how insane he is? Like, it's possible that after months at sea, going home, and then coming back, that he had lots of time to reflect on his situation. I'm not going to say that he's a full-on traitor at this point, but... I'm very interested to see where where the next scene goes, which is infuriating, guys, because we actually didn't our recording our recording cut, and cut, and cut off. off,
1: so we, we didn't had this chronic problem, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we didn't get to see the preview again. So the that episode ends, the door closes, and we're just like, what, what? We have to wait another week. This is I. I call BS I call shenanigans on this one
1: we've got some We've got some chatter in the chat Turnland is watching I know it's super ridiculous and hey. late for you but hi and so is Kara Smith uh, Turnland says Cicero interrupted the letter to Clinton and burned it after Andre was captured Kara says Hewlett won't risk Anna to expose Abe Ooh. Mm. and they agree with the Abe and Hewlett alliance like I'm down I would love to see this Like, there are some very good people on both sides of this war, and there are some complete awful human beings. Like, I'm editing my language here on both sides of this war. And then we have Benedict Arnold, who's been on both sides of the war. <laughs> like, and then there's this guy who is really, really good at what he does, oh. and really, really bad at everything else.
0: And uh, we actually have uh, Red and Toby on uh, in the uh, on Twitter, going that actually uh, Hewlett actually was. Uh also uh came close to getting Simcoe because he got a knife into simcoe uh when, during this uh, when he was in the stockade um
1: I don't remember that, but I'm not surprised it
0: was um it was when he had been captured and they kind of dumped him in that hole oh yep, yeah yep and the Queen's Rangers showed up and killed everyone there If there
1: was ever a good reason to stick a knife into someone, that would be it.
0: So both he and Mary hold the record as to coming the closest to murdering Simcoe. And it's both so people that
1: you wouldn't expect to be just
0: hidden badasses. Yeah. It's but like, well,
1: th- that push came to shove and you came out swinging. Dang.
0: I I did love that when he did come back, you know, Simcoe had been like, oh, yeah, he totally died and it was super sad and now hug me. It's totally good. I'm here for you. And then there,
1: he... There,
0: and then, and then, of course, Hewlett came in like the the reports of my death have been greatly, greatly exaggerated. exaggerated. And it was amazing, <laughs> but i I feel like that's the natural progression um is is what you said that they team up to take down Simcoe because he's like a cockroach. he just won't die. I think the
1: more people that run into Simcoe, the more people understand how completely horrifyingly dangerous he is. And the more people will wind up allied against him, regardless of their own sides. Well, it's,
0: like it's Sim- not oh go ahead, go ahead.
1: Just Simcoe is a threat, regardless of his alliances, because obviously he sent someone to kill people on both sides because,, oh, just take care of the problem. It'll be great. Just murder everyone. <laughs> Well, okay,
0: okay. Talking about how dangerous Simcoe can be and how easily led around by the nose Benedict Arnold is. Oh, absolutely. It's so fascinating to watch Simcoe just kind of like... Jedi mind trick into Arnold into doing what he wants. It's kind of awesome and also really terrifying because now Arnold's been given his own basically troops where of course nobody in the troops thinks that they're going to see combat but you let Simcoe kind of keep leading him around Like because it's true. It's
1: going to get dangerous. Nobody respects Arnold. They didn't want to fund his regiment. Like they don't really want anything to do with him because he's a very good battlefield commander, but in terms of politics and interpersonal relationships, he's a bull in a china shop, and he's stuck doing politics and interpersonal relationships, and so it's just a mess and a half.
0: This is something
1: that, like... I just, I can't get over the scene where it's like, well, you know, no, we, you're a farmer's son, and you're the son of the magistrate, and you do business, and like, you'll be better off there, so we don't need you in the troops anymore, and then Arnold gets slighted, just, not even slighted, straight up snubbed to his face, so then the conversation comes back around, and it's like, no, we absolutely need you in the troops, right where you are, (laughs) (laughs) which is exactly what Abe needed, so it's... Messing with Arnold, as it turns out, works against the Tories so, so often.
0: (laughs) Which, I actually, uh, I do kind of feel bad, uh, just a little bit, for for Colonel Cook in this, because he was good friends with Richard. He's not a great guy, kind of a sleazy guy, But, like, he's like, look, Abe, you're going to get yourself killed. I'm trying to help you. Having absolutely, of course, no idea that Abe is a traitor and also very much responsible for costing him a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And uh, just, again, just generally being a traitor. I
1: um, mean, in in terms of moral horror shows on this, we have... Mary on one end, and we have Simcoe on the other. And as long as you're not all the way into Simcoe territory, you're not a horrible human being. And we have some people who got close to Simcoe territory, and we have Simcoe. Cook is not in Simcoe territory. No. He's not a great guy, but he's not someone you would want to see messily murdered either. I
0: mean, he's really close on that spectrum to where Richard was because they were business yeah. partners. They were like, yeah, we're going to be unscrupulous when it comes to taking advantage of certain opportunities. And at the end of the day, they're not monsters. No, Like, um, yeah, ugh. But uh, you you also, <laughs> like I said, watching Abe at this party was one of the most entertaining things ever because not only does he It's
1: like watching a tennis match.
0: Not only is he an expert at throwing shade uh, in various directions all over the place... General
1: Arnold's reputation is deserved.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> friend! um Ooh. But not only does he get blinded by side blinded by Cicero um, because he's like, "What are you do? And found
1: out by Peggy because talk about picking the worst possible place and to have this conversation. Peggy. But you
0: know who else blindsided him? Townsend because yes. Townsend is, like is just trying to mind his has gone dark as as they refer to it in camp. While well,
1: Mulligan got dragged off right in front of him, and it's just like, oh, "Okay, well, we're cracking and the
0: down." That happened. And, like, of course, Townsend threw all of his spy equipment into the fire. And um, they haven't heard from him since. So he's gone dark. So part of Abe's objective is to make contact with Townsend. I don't think he meant for Townsend to show up at this party, necessarily, and sort of catch him unawares. Surprise, Um, but you thought you'd seen the last of me. But it is kind of funny being like, hey there, Mr. Woodhull. Oh, you guys know each other. Yes, he was my lodger for a bit. How are you, sir? My condolences. I love the
1: crazy eyes you're doing right uh, now. Just the wide-eyed staring. Those of
0: you listening on iTunes can't see, but, like, behind my eyes is the internal screaming that I'm sure Townsend experiences on a round-the-clock basis these days. I think,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure Townsend spends his life screaming internally. Like, when he's (laughs) not whacking people over the head and going, I am not your lackey, I am your business partner. Stop it! Although even... And the fact that he invested and saved the press.
0: Yeah, although I I will say that talking about that scene, it's actually nice to get a little bit of development from, you know the guy who makes the news as well, because, uh, Riverton, because you you get why he's writing stories from the bias that he is, because he used to try to play both sides, or maybe not play both sides, but share opinions from both sides. You until know, fair
1: and balanced.
0: Until, <laughs> you yeah, know, it's funny because that's not their slogan anymore. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Throw that right out the window. <laughs> but yeah, the Sons of Liberty um essentially ruined him and so now when he does stories it's completely from the tory point of view um and again he'll embellish the truth to sell more papers and again monarch is spelled with an a this today that one i don't blame him for that's a thing that happens (laughs) but yeah but uh, (laughs) um But it's, it's, it was actually nice to get that little bit of development from him too because he's just kind of been this side character and you're like, ugh, what a, whoa, this guy, this guy. So it was nice to see that even the side character on the side of the British is like, hey, there's a reason he took that side.
1: Yeah, like we have a reason for this guy. And you can just sit there and be like, okay, I get your motivations. It's not just a hashtag fake news thing. Like you're doing this to try to stay alive. And to try to stay on the good side of people who are in the tavern above your printing presses and pretty much have direct access if they really want it, like I get you you're a public face, you want to not be wrecked that I can understand,
0: yeah, um. So, uh, like I said, I, I want to go back to camp a little bit. We we went away from camp and came back. Um, we because, went away
1: from camp because your reactions were beautiful.
0: Because my reaction to Hewlett coming back was pretty great. Um, but, yeah, Anna and Sila. first of all, we spend a good portion of nightmare dealing with the fact that these soldiers are planning a march on Congress to demand what is owed to them. And sure enough, they do it and they kill people along the way. But they actually... But they don't kill anyone in Congress, which is a good... They Don't. They just start a rallying cry of, we are not Arnold's. We are not Arnold's. Which was very surprising. Yeah. uh, Because I feel like everybody thought that was going to erupt into uh, violence. Violence and chaos. That was way worse than it actually was. And it actually all things considered did not end as badly as it could have but when the dust settles the ringleaders of this sort of protest revolt sort of thing ended up being executed in probably
1: horrifyingly dead
0: I I was really surprised because I was like why are they showing us the execution like This isn't something. This isn't necessarily a scene we need to see. Like we could just be told, okay, yeah, they'll be executed. And so when and they did it when the scene starts, I'm like, "Mm, this seems kind of unnecessary. And then not only do they do they blindfold them and everything, and the the marksmen take aim. They're ordered to march closer and closer. And and the marksmen were
1: people who had participated in the revolt. But had not been the ringleaders. Like exactly. you reckon, one of them was the guy who basically had to be told to nut up or shut up right before they went in. Mm-hmm. He had to be one of the executioners,
0: and. They And about the third time they said march closer, I was like, oh, this is why they kept this scene. Yeah, they are less than 10 feet away,
1: and oh, this is going to be
0: bad. And then it gets to a point where they're really just like maybe a yard or two away when they're ordered to fire. And they're so close that one guy's head actually caught on fire when they were shot. Because of the
1: ignited gunpowder, which Um, I thought was... I don't know if that was planned or if it was just kind of a happy accident in terms of filming but either way that was
0: great. It was certainly effective. Oh yeah. And um and they're ordered the, not the to look away. The way it was away. shot makes me think it was planned. Yeah, and they're ordered not to look away and it's it's actually very brilliant editing because they're ordered not to look away as they're all getting sick and feeling terrible about what they just done. Um and at that exact moment, Washington turns his back. Yeah. Washington and watching and at the window from inside the house. Yep. Uh, because historically speaking, I don't think Washington took any pleasure in seeing executions. Uh, Supposedly, and I don't know if this is true, but supposedly he he cried when John Andre was uh, was executed. I have no idea if that's true, but supposedly he had uh, a tremendous amount of respect for John Andre and cried when he got killed.
1: (sighs) It's like, we need you to not be here. But I am going to miss you.
0: But back to Sila. Um, after after this, con- uh, you know, the consequences of this is that Sila comes into camp and Anna is like, look, these men's voices could not have been heard. I'm hoping that their graves through you can be. And because
1: that, he'd been told, he'd gotten the nice PR tour. Like, well, it happened and we took care of it and order has been restored and it's good. It's good. It's and,
0: good. And we're not going to pretend that the ringleaders weren't also some shady guys because we recall correctly one of them wasn't very nice uh one of them definitely i won't say he deserved to be murdered but he definitely deserved to be put in his place for what he did uh earlier in the series but um but yeah for like they're not saints but they were all people who were frustrated and exhausted and not being paid or compensated so demanding what they were owed was not unreasonable and they probably knew they were going to die for it. Yeah. Yeah, and they chose to do it anyway.
1: Well, on the whole, I'm trying to push through a, a bill for veterans to be paid for it. Yeah, no, veterans isn't going to matter if we don't make it through this war, we and we're not going to make it through the, the war if people leave.
0: Yep. Um, but you you brought it up earlier, uh, that scene with uh, with him and Anna at the at the very end was just beautiful. Oh, um, yeah. Because he's like, I want you to come back with me but your work here is important and what I want is less important to me now I want than you what know. you want. It's just like, <laughs> <is> like ah! <laughs> You're a good man, Sela, Because We've we also think been a good
1: that might have heard the, the scuttlebutt about Anna and Ben, which is, Nothing more than scuttlebutt, but, you know, let them think what they want. So that she has an
0: excuse to come in and out of his tent all the time. Yeah,
1: which is why they can't have Mary doing the same thing, which Mary, I think, has the best point. Like, she has been a far more competent spy than her husband, and there have been multiple occasions on which he would not have succeeded without her Mm -hmm. when she put his life above her Political affiliations is not the correct term, but, like, her political beliefs, her side, her standing. Yeah. Like, I made you more important than what I personally yeah. believe she, in.
0: She didn't believe in his cause, but even from the get-go, she was like, if I can't stop you, then maybe I can make you a little less reckless, or I can make, I can clean up your mess a little bit.
1: If I can't stop you, I can at least help you not die, because, I can, wow, you're I bad can at this. I can help you
0: do this in a more orderly fashion, and she's absolutely right to demand and that went to fully to, let in. Oh, yeah. Because she she's like i deserve to know what's going on with my husband and again she basically gets told you you're a part of this now follow orders and i need you to get out ben also has a point
1: because he we we have the dramatic irony bit of this we're on the other side of the fourth wall and we've seen everything that mary's done and we know all of the effects of her actions Ben doesn't have that luxury. So he knows that she took a shot at Simcoe and it was probably amazing, but she doesn't know ev- he doesn't know everything that she has done to keep Abe alive. So uh, from his point of view, it's we can't we have to control the dissemination of information extremely tightly, loose lips, etc. We can't afford this. Yeah. You could do that when you were in a house with solid walls and you could keep people out in camp. And talking to this woman whose name I have just completely,
0: I'm not sure. I don't know it either. I'm (laughs) not sure if she's going to
1: be a hindrance or a help, but I am intrigued as to how this is going to go because it's very obvious that Mary doesn't know a lot about troop movements and she's not responding to Mrs. Smith because you don't really think about that. Like, you know, that's not really my name. I don't go by that. And it's just one of those things where you don't, It's that scene from The Simpsons where they're
0: trying to get Homer. Yeah,
1: yeah, that.
0: Kind of, uh, we kind of got a speed hit a couple points because we are literally down to the last minute. Ooh, are we? Yeah, we are. Um talking about uh caleb for a hot second um we we get this wonderful scene in nightmare where he is basically talking about how he lost time when he was being tortured by simcoe and so he has no idea whether or not he actually gave up his friends but it doesn't matter if he did or not because simcoe was able to puzzle it out himself even with him playing it off like no no he's not you're crazy um so, yeah, he has no idea how much information he gave Simcoe. And we as the audience don't know either because yeah. we, we weren't privy to that, thank goodness. <laughs> I don't, I didn't need to see it. And he's still recovering. He can't throw an axe the same. And he's zoning out a lot when during meetings. He needs to take time to recover or he's... And he doesn't have it. He, there, he even tried, like, at one point he even got onto a horse and started riding off the middle to of To God knows where. And, you know, and was found saying the Hail Mary, like, <laughs> sprawled out on the ground. So, yeah, I feel like Caleb definitely needs to, to take a breath probably more than anybody else. Mary, yeah, I'm Caleb interested-
1: got pretty wrecked.
0: He got pretty wrecked. And then, um... Yeah, the only other thing I want to say is that Richard's Richard's funeral back in Setauket was also oh, really God. touching and also oh. very much a needed scene of like decompressing and like, hey, this is where we're at right now. We're going to mourn this character's loss and say goodbye. And we're going to move forward with this next chapter where Abe finally enlists. And the only other thing I want to bring up is that I love that both he and Washington were both like, I don't like it, when they heard the <laughs> portion of the plan. Yeah. And they still haven't met Great yet. Great editing. I still, they still haven't met yet. And actually, Ian Conn said at one point that he wants Culper and Washington to meet. He, uh, he told us that. Like, I don't remember which time we interviewed him, but he's like, I would love to see that.
1: See, and I'd actually be impressed if they never meet in the
0: entire series. I or if they meet, great. like,
1: after the war is over and Washington is president.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this show chooses to wrap up and what point in time we'll choose to, to leave the final note on. Um, anyway. Like, I feel like we're going to get the Battle of Yorktown, and that will be amazing.
1: But we'll... I like the interpersonal stuff is going to be much more important.
0: It's what's most important to, I feel like, the people who have been watching from the get-go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, because we're sitting here going like, oh my gosh, what's Peggy gonna do? And oh my gosh, what's Hewlett gonna do? Because we care about these interpersonal stakes. We're like, oh yeah, the war, whatever. Doesn't matter. (laughs) We know who wins. We know know what happens. We know who wins. Tell us about the little people. We know who wins, which is why whether or not these people get to or become enemies or you know um experience forgiveness you know that's, that's what where matters. the
1: dramatic stakes are because we have the because historical spoilers
0: yeah um but yeah anyway i that pretty much wraps it up sadly guys let us know if we missed anything like i said a little jet lagged um do we have time for i feel like we have time for some really quick rapid fire predictions
1: yeah um I don't know if we're gonna get that. That's okay. Okay,
0: yeah. No time. No time. Predictions! There's there's no time. After Buzz TV predictions. Yeah,
1: I really do think that we are going to get an Abe and Hewlett alliance to take down Simcoe. Like, I need this in my life. I need the nerdy people to kill him.
0: Yeah, I
1: Or Mary. (laughs) (laughs) It was me all along. See, here's the
0: thing. They they combine their forces. Fail, And then Mary has to come in and save the day. Well, she just snipes him from a rooftop.
1: One shot, one kill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's Widowmaker now.
1: Evidently.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, guys, uh, that about wraps it up for our show tonight. Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? You can
1: follow me all over the social medias and on YouTube at KIAXET. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. A whole bunch of my shows are kind of hanging out on hiatus right now, but Robots in Disguise will be back on July 22nd. And yeah, we did all the RTX stuff. Check this channel out for that. Super fun. I am also on... Gather your party. That's I'm I'm losing words. Gather your party Friday nights on Geek and
0: Sundry, and that starts at 9:30 now. So we're partying late into the night. <laughs> a special shout out to Red and Toby on Twitter again. Apparently it was Lafayette that cried, not Washington. Terrianne
1: said me. that in a chat as well.
0: Thank you guys for correcting me. We know you guys. We can always count on you to keep us uh, honest. And if you haven't already done so, please go to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We don't have time to read off the new comments this week. Next but we will week. definitely do it next time. Uh, and I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangman. That's T H E. I'm E N G U I N. also on a bunch of shows here at Afterbuzz and I write articles for the movie chick. Let's stick with 2Ks. Be sure to check those out. I also do the voice of Margot Lane on the Shadow Radio Recreation. Also, check that out. Thank you guys so so much for tuning in. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other aftershows shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit afterbuzztv.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV.
1: Arnold's reputation is well deserved.
0: The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.